Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. You're listening to Over the Top Cycling, Boulder, Colorado. I'm George Thomas. We're on the line with Brian Vetter, who puts on one of the most beautiful and difficult stage races in the country. Brian, welcome to the show. I've been looking forward to talking with you for a long time. Thanks, George. Yeah, it's my pleasure to be here. It's great. So today we are talking Baker City Cycling Classic. Uh, Tell us about it. How did it start? How did you get involved? So um, Nathan Hobson, who was born and raised here in Baker, um, started it as the Elkhorn Classic back in 2002, and... In 2007, um, when my wife and I had moved uh, from Bend to Baker City um, via New York City, um, we became acquainted with uh, Bev Calder, who's been a longtime sponsor through Bella Main Street Market, and volunteered with the race that year. Um, And it was like, man, this place is great. We should move here. And... um, so I've been involved with the race ever since, uh, either volunteering um, or racing or now as the race director. Um, so this is my 10th year being involved with the event. And uh, so it, uh, that's uh, sort of how I came to be involved and, and fell in love with uh, what's one of the most difficult and also um, I guess... Uh, um, it, it, what makes it special is that it's the only race where amateurs race the same distances as the pros, um, regardless of gender. And so, um, you know, my first year being introduced to it, you know, had, I'd come to bike racing through a background in triathlon where, you know, everybody does the same distances. Um, and so it was born to me going to, you know, bike races where as a, you know, cat five, like I'm only doing like 30 miles and I'm like, Oh, this is weird. Um, and so to come to an event where, you know, everybody's doing 85 to a hundred miles stages, um, regardless of category or gender, it was like, man, this is the kind of race that I think everybody should be doing. So, um, so yeah, it was, uh, it, uh, it, it already was doing everything that I thought the sport of cycling should be doing. 
So, uh, well, background in in racing as well as volunteering, I mean, that's a huge jump up to become the race director. What was it that made you want to make that commitment? Um, Insanity. (laughs) And the fact that um, previously, um, Nathan had been a race promoter for five years, and when he um, decided he was going to step down, got taken over by a guy named Ernie Conway. And so for five years, Ernie did it. And in 2011, um, the race's 10-year anniversary, at the end, he was like, this is it. You know, I'm done. I'm not, I'm not doing it anymore. It's, you know, it's too stressful. Um, and I just, uh, he um, was based out of uh, Beaverton. And he was just, it's just too difficult for me to continue it on. And um, so I was like, well, if I don't take it on, like it's going to die because there's nobody else in town that has um, any experience or any interest in um, hosting uh, or promoting something like this. Like the wife and I had been running the local turkey trot um, for about uh, four years at that point. So we had some history of, um, you know, running a racing event, something that had started out small, but now is the largest um uh, running event in Eastern Oregon, so we have upwards of 500 people that come and uh, do our annual turkey trot on uh, Thanksgiving morning. And so it was like, hey, you know, how much harder could running a bike race be? <laughs> <laughs> now, <laughs> Baker, promoter, it's totally easy. No I mean, stress. <laughs> it's not like Baker is close to any large metropolis in Oregon. People are driving a long way to get out there to your events. What makes it worth it? I mean, it is gorgeous scenery. Yeah. Um, well, I think one of the things um, that really makes it worth it um, for our, our participants is sort of the, uh, um, not only the courses themselves, but the level of support that we have here. Um, yeah, and it always blows me away because we work with, um, you know, new people every year but we also work with the same people um, over and over again. So there are some volunteers that have volunteered for 15 years. Like they've handed out water bottles or helped clean water bottles or worked at the, the spaghetti feed or been a driver for every single edition of the race. Um, and, you know, we try and make it fun for the volunteers because it's a long day and it's, times, you know, it can be boring, like you're waiting around for a couple hours because you need to be in place before the the riders get there, and then for about 45 seconds, is like madness, and then hey, you wait for the next group to come through. Um, but the, uh, the groups that we mainly work with um, are high school sports teams or some of the... Um, educational groups, so like Feature Business Leaders of America or um, the Mock Trial Team. Uh, and then we work with uh, a, uh, a group that runs the uh, Northeast Oregon Compassion Center. It's a food bank, and they do other outreach, like they provide firewood to people um, in the wintertime for heating, and it's all at no cost. And so for us to work with them, like we put money from the race's budget um, out to these groups every year. So about 10% of our overall budget goes to these community groups and um, uh, 
school programs. So it um, it's a well-oiled machine as far as our volunteers go. And I think um, sometimes when you go to other events, like you, you just don't sort of get that same kind of treatment. Like there was a guy one year <clears throat> that said, he was like, I don't understand. Like, I can't believe that you have buses up here at Anthony Lake Skiria to take us back to the start. I've been at other races like in Utah where we finish like 40 miles from, you know, where we started and we have to ride back. <laughs> so <laughs> it's like, wait, what? <laughs> and so to me, you know, it's just like if, uh, you know, if somebody's going to spend like $95, which is our early season um, price, or, you know, the full price of 140 bucks, like, they should be able, you know, taken care of as if they were on a protein. Um, you know, while we don't have a caravan that uh, follows them and passes out water bottles, um, you know, like you would see in the Tour de France, um, we do have a full caravan of support for every single field that's out there, just like we do for, you know, pro men's riders. Um, and if a... Um, a team, you know, a really level team has a team vehicle, like they're in the caravan um, along with our race officials and our neutral support. Um, and we have generally at least three vehicles that are doing neutral support for every single field um, that we have on the road. So um, as far as like actual, you know, um, sort of elite level support, it goes to you know, every category, every gender. Now, you also said a word earlier, community. The town of Baker really gets behind this event, don't they? Yeah, they do. You know, it's um, the, uh, like I said, we've had these volunteers that have done it for every single year. And, you know, they plan their um, summer vacations around it or their family reunions. But, you know, it's like, oh, well, I definitely can't, you know, leave town because the last weekend in June, you know, the bike race will be here. You know, we've got to be there for that. Um, and I think one of the things that's helped um, to bring it back to life is that my wife and I um, live here, and so we work and see these people on a regular basis. And so what had happened um, near the, the time uh, that it transitioned over to us was that um, – you know, the promoter lived a long way away and you know, didn't really see people except for on race weekend. And it, uh, um, I think it took its toll on some of the volunteers. Um, it took a little bit of, uh, um, you know, fence mending with some of the local sponsors um, because it's so stressful. And when you get to town and you, you know, have to focus on making sure that everything that needs to happen for the race is happening. Sometimes it, uh, um, you know, it, uh, you just have to be, you know, demanding. And so by uh, having it be run by, a, you know, a local group and it's run by the nonprofit Baker Loves Bikes, the, uh, the fact is that people have more ownership now, uh, than they did five years ago. And so it's easier for people to be like, oh, yeah, you know, like I see how it's benefiting the community. Like I see, you know, now riders bring canned food to the 
food bank um, because that's where we start the time trial. And um, I work with the uh, fifth grade students every year to create original artwork for the posters we put up around town um, for the months leading up to the race. So for five years now, I go um, in the springtime, teach them about the history of bike racing, talk to them about the the race here, and then they use uh, different photos from the race itself, and they create individual watercolor paintings that then I turn into posters um, that get the race dates and the sponsors' logos and stuff all over them. And so it's a way for, you know, like I said, people to feel like they own the event. And, you know, that's, uh, um, you know, in my mind, that's how you get the uh, community involved and excited about something that, you know, isn't normal um, for a Western cow town. Um, you know, there are more cows in Baker County than there are humans. So it's, uh, you know, in, in ranching areas, sometimes recreation isn't, the first and foremost thing on people's mind it's you know work oriented and so um you know to sort of be able to better include people um in the event is uh you know i think how we've really gotten people to be more supportive of it and what are the dates for the 2016 race um, June 24th through the 26th, and we have two stages on Friday. So we have a um, a road stage in the morning um, that's about 40 miles with uh, about 1,600 feet of climbing. So it's a relatively flat stage for us. Um, and then in the evening, we have an uphill time trial at the Oregon Trail Interpreter Center, and it's a one mile, and it's like 400 feet of elevation gain over that one mile. Um, the current Strava KOM on it is like, Four minutes and 30 seconds, so it'll be interesting to see if anybody can break four minutes. Um, I'm lucky if I can do it in eight. This <laughs> 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 is a tough one-mile climb. Um, and then on Saturday, we have a 11-mile time trial in the morning <clears throat> and the crits in the afternoon. And on Sunday, <clears throat> excuse me, we have a 85-mile stage that uh, finishes the Anthony Lake ski area. Just a little, it's uh, the highest point on the course is a little over 7,300 feet. Um, so it's uh, the highest finished in, in the Northwest and uh, um, just gorgeous. So hang on just a minute now. Your early season yeah. registration is $95 for a five-stage stage race with distances yeah. all the same for each category plus a bus ride back 40 miles from the Anthony Lakes finish line to Baker you get all of that for 95 bucks if you register early. True. And for the next five weeks, we're drawing bird cages or owl cages from our sponsor, Portland Design Works, for anybody that's registered before the uh, price goes to regular price on April 1st. And regular price is 140 <laughs> It's 140 And do you have a website that people can go to get more information? We do. It's bakercitycycling.org. And is there a race hotel? I'm taking it, you know, I've been through Baker. It's a beautiful little town, but it is little. And uh, we're talking hotel room. Is there a chance of rooms getting filled up and people not being able to? fill up pretty quickly. Yeah. Like a lot of teams um, also rent houses. Um, the uh, Always Welcome In is the hotel that... Uh, 
we use as our host hotel, um, the Geyser Grand, which is a sort of crown jewel of Main Street, um, is uh, another hotel that um, is super bike-friendly. Um, and then the Night's Inn um, is run by a really nice guy named Caleb Bro. He's volunteered with the race. Um, he's planning a uh, um, cross-country trip himself by a bike. Um, and uh, he does this great thing where if you check out on Friday or on Sunday, um, to go and race, like, you can come back, and he's got a special shower room, so, like, you can check out and be out of your room, but, you know, afterwards, come back and take a shower before heading on to wherever it is you live hundreds of miles away. Well, that's fantastic. Yeah. Now, oh. is is there um, a, uh, we be closing registration when you reach a certain number of entrants? Um, we cap it, um, at a hundred for our, um, uh, most of our categories, except for our um, Cat 4.5 and Masters 4.5, we kept that at 75. So um, the uh, once we reached uh, um, those numbers is when we cap it. Now, we're looking forward to doing regular programs with you as well as race reports and uh, checking in with some past winners, past participants. Uh, really looking forward to being involved with your event this year, Brian. One more time, the website where people can go for more information? It's bakercitycycling.org. All right. Well, thank you so much for spending some time with us today. And uh, yes, we will be chatting quite a bit about your event in the coming days. Great. Thanks so much, George. Over the Top Cycling Boulder, Colorado, I'm George Thomas. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan, crusted chicken, or garlic, butter, shrimp, scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.